The following audio is from Axe Church in Leander, Texas. More information about Axe is available at axechurchleander.com. So we're in this series, this four-week series. We're on week two of, of Axe, and uh, it's what our name is, Axe Church. And, uh, but each letter has a different meaning for what our core values are. Last week we talked about the A, adventure, and we talked a lot about our, our parent childhood care center and, and what Katie's doing and, and uh, how we'll be able to, to reach out in that adventure of the unknown that, uh, that God has led us to and, and all the adventures that we will have and we're called to adventure as Christians in that way. Um, today we're on the sea of community and what that means for us as a, as a body and then uh, next week will be transformation and then the fourth week will be sending. But today we're on community and I want you to think, um, of course, community is kind of this, this church word, and, and we'll talk about this, but where are some other places where people experience community? Just yell it out. What? Work. School. What was that? Neighborhoods, yeah. Football games, yeah. Family, yeah. These are all great ones. Uh, I was thinking of some other kind of off-the-wall ones, but if, if you ever were a fan of Cheers, you know, in a bar you can find community, right? Or uh, um, it happens wherever, and everybody seeks community. Everybody wants to be known, and everybody wants to, to, to know others. And, and it's this, this thing that God has wired us for relationship, right? And this relationship is important as we connect with, with people. And, and as we grow in, um, in technology and stuff, some of that has, has been... Um, uh, neglected in certain ways, but we'll talk about community, and I think the ultimate place was what was read um, for us by Tanner there um, of Acts chapter 2. Let me give you a little recap of Acts chapter 2 and, and what's happened. Acts chapter 2 is after Jesus, uh, so Jesus uh, dies, he comes back, he's on earth for 40 days, appears to lots of people, um, it's recorded in history and outside sources, and so we know that it really happened, and then he ascends up into heaven. And for 10 days, the disciples are just trying to figure out, okay, what do we do? Uh, Jesus has left us. He said he'll always be with us, but we don't really understand what that means. And then they're all together, and 10 days after Jesus uh, ascends, so 50 days after the resurrection, we call it Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes upon these disciples, and he, he gives them like these uh, flaming kind of things that we don't really know what it means, this huge gust of wind and, and all this, but the Holy Spirit comes in them. And all of a sudden, they're empowered to go share, to go uh, love the people around them, and, and they have a mission now. And they know what they're, they're going to do. And Peter stands up. He's kind of like the first guy in charge. He, he gives a little sermon, and people are coming to, to know Jesus. And then all of a sudden, uh, 3,000 people are baptized. And it's just this huge explosion of the church um, in such a short amount of time. But then they're trying to figure out, okay, what do we do now? How do we gather? How do we live with one another? And that's where we get this, this Acts chapter 2 right here. And um, I just want to read some of these kind of phrases that are just significant, right? Uh, so they devoted themselves to teaching, right? They studied together uh, for what they had. Uh, fellowship, they, they met together, they hung out, they had fun. They broke bread into prayer. They did communion together. Um, interesting fact is... Oftentimes they would, um, other people from the outside thought they were cannibals because they would talk about, you know, eating and drinking the blood and body of Jesus. And, and people on the outside were like, what are these people doing, right? Um, 
everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs. There was just this, this aweness to, to their community. Um, they were together. They had everything in common. Uh, they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Sounds like a, a cool form of communism in a way, but, but it's not because it was all done by free will. It wasn't forced upon them, so they wanted to do that. Um, uh, just think about how cool that would be. Uh, every day they continued to meet together in temple courts, which also was uh, kind of dangerous because you had the Jewish opposition there in the temple courts that kind of uh, w- would be looking upon them. What are these these, they weren't called Christians yet, but what were these people doing as they're following the way, as it was often called? Um, uh, they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad, sincere hearts. They, they partied, uh, and then they praised God, enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I think that sounds like a pretty sweet community, right? Um, and I, I know there's a lot of Christians that have tried to, to reenact that or tried to... Um, uh, recoup that, but that's, that's something that's hard to do. It's, a, it's, a, um, it's an ideal community, but it's, it probably isn't something we're going to recognize until the other side of heaven. But here's what I want to kind of talk about today, is we're going to have our, our, uh, the monkeys, if you know them, they're going to uh, have a video of, of their view of community. But, um, but I want to give kind of four things that prohibit kind of this, this community, all right? So four kind of things that, that uh, sometimes help, or, or, or help distract us from this community. Here's the first one. Expecting to find the perfect community, all right? Expecting to find the perfect community. We all crave this. We all want this ideal. We all have this idea of mind, what would the perfect community look like for us? But it just doesn't exist, Right? We're, we're full of broken people. We all have our own selfish desires. We, we come into communities saying, here's what I want. I want this, 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 this. And when that doesn't meet our needs, we're disappointed, right? And so, uh, so we have our own agendas and, and all this. And um, I, I want to show you this quote by Dietrich Bonhoeffer uh, from his book Life Together. It says this, The person who loves their dream of community will destroy community. But the person who loves those around them will create community. See the difference there is that, that our own ideal of community uh, isn't good enough because it's all about us. But when we're focused on the people around us, that community happens and, and that's, that's what fosters that, that good community. Here's the second one. The second one is this, running away when things get difficult. Running away when things get difficult. I've been parts of lots of communities and, and there have been times where I've, I've run away or I've just decided to leave because of uh, it just gets hard. It gets messy. Um, it gets uncomfortable. There's, there's differences. Maybe there's disagreements. There's uh, just all kinds of things. And, and I think about um, just our, our society where uh, the last couple days, maybe you've followed the news and your Facebook feeds. I wasn't going to go here, but, but I think it fits. And it, it kind of talks about our communities and how we, we love to disagree with one another. And we love to, to fight and, and, and not really try to foster community, but we love to just uh, pick on people and then run away, right? And that's really easy to do in, in social media. Um, I think another thing that contributes to, to, um, to running away is, is consumerism, is that we say, all right, I want a church that, that has a great uh, pastor, uh, great people that, that doesn't sin, that they're all good-looking people, that, you know, whatever it is, and, and that doesn't happen, Right? 
And when that doesn't happen for us, when our expectations fall, we leave and we go to the next church. Um, I love kind of, I guess, the way it, it used to be. Uh, I never got to really experience this, but, but if you grew up in a small town, maybe you did, where, where maybe you grew up the local Lutheran church or Baptist church or Catholic church, um, and if there was disagreements or things didn't always go the right way, guess what? You had two choices. You could, well, I guess three. You could just stop going to church, which some people did. You could go to the other Lutheran, Baptist, Catholic church, which was probably 20 miles down the road, um, which some people did, or you could go to the street across the street, or the church across the street, which was the other church, the Baptist, the Lutheran, whatever it being. But a lot of people didn't do that because they were very, um, uh, very, uh, I guess, uh, according to their tribe, they really wanted to, to um, identify with that. And there wasn't a lot of consumerism back then, right? You couldn't just go to the, the other Christian church because those were different people in that way. And so uh, in this way, you had to really uh, fight for those relationships within your body, right? You had to say, all right, we, we disagree, but all right, let's work it out. Um, let's, let's be this family that God has called us here in this church body where we're at um, in that way. Um, and I think sometimes we miss out on that now in our society that's consumeristic and just says, well, I want to pick and choose what I want. And we, we really fail uh, with Matthew 18 where God calls us to, to reconcile with one another. And, and here's, here's the plan. If you haven't read Matthew 18, it says this. is Number one, you, if you have a problem with someone, you go talk to them, right? Number two, if you still have a problem that didn't work, bring somebody else with you and you got two people that then talk to that one person and hopefully that gets worked out. You still have a problem, well... Uh, bring a group of people to them and, and work that out. And then, well, if it doesn't work, then, well, then you ask that person to leave and you, it's called excommunicate them from the, the church in that way. And, and I think so often we, we bypass step number one and two and three. We just say, all right, well, uh, I'm just going to talk about this person behind their back. I'm going to complain about them to other people. I'm never going to address the problem and just really talk to them. Or I'm just going to get really upset with them and I'm just going to leave and run away um, and never deal with the problem. And I think God in community, community is messy, right? Families are messy. This is, family is an ultimate example of community, but there's something about family that causes you to, to stick together in that way. So that's number two, they're running away. Number three is this, putting other things before Jesus. And what this really means is that, that everybody's different, right? We all have different uh, ideals, beliefs, even the disciples couldn't always agree with what Jesus said. Um, you had different cultures and stuff at that early church. Um, you had a lot of differences, but that was a good thing. And I think it's a good thing when we embrace our differences and we say, all right, we're all different, but we're going we're gonna to choose to get along. We're going to choose to be a body. Um, and I think that comes down when we say one thing that we're going to really agree on, and that's we're going to follow Jesus. We're going to follow Jesus. We're going to pursue him in that way. So uh, as we talk about this, you know, we've talked about uh, expecting a perfect community. We've talked about running away. We've talked about putting other things before Jesus. And all these things kind of detract us from Jesus. And, and in a way, we never get to the depth that, that oftentimes happens. And, and I think small groups or church communities or, or just a, a good community is about risk, right? It's about risk. How often have you been part of a group where you kind of just stay surface level and you never really, uh, you never really um, 
open up or really risk being known for who you are. And sometimes that, that means uh, saying things that you think or, or uh, true community is about calling people and, and saying, hey, uh, what's going on? Can I, can I help you? Can I pray with you? Can I do these things? I think a great example is, is this. Uh, so one part of this series that we're on, we wanted to share some stories of our own congregation, our own, our own church of people. Um, and, and so today is the monkeys, and, and they've been uh, interviewed. And so here's a little clip of them where they uh, share about their story. I will say that the journey for community has has taken many phases, many steps. And when I grew up in the church, uh, I, I, I didn't realize what I was missing until I got into community because um, I, I was invited a, a long time ago into a, a community small group, and my friend Brad invited us um, to a, to a group, and and I realized how much I'd been flying below the radar. Uh, that I, when we saw people on Sunday, they'd say, oh, I'm fine, everything's good. And, and then you start praying for people in the community and realize that life is, is, is real and it's not that sanitized, uh, you know, yeah, you know, wave and smile uh, approach mm-hmm. to uh, church that we are, many of us have become accustomed to. But come full circle, I, I've, I've learned what community is and what we, I guess what we have found in Acts, we've been missing is, is we're looking for that uh, that sharing of life and that ability to pray with each other, support each other, to uh, to just encourage each other. Because Sunday to Sunday can be a long time. Mm-hmm. You can you can you can go from here to down here in seven days time. And, and if you don't have anybody that's that you're connecting with, you uh, you can feel pretty lonely at times. Even even in a great support family like I think we. Mm-hmm. Like we have, mm-hmm. but we just long to uh, connect with others that sometimes Sundays just doesn't always bring that out. I think what it makes a difference is you build actual relationships with people because you're interacting with them. It's not just, uh, oh, here, let's do a, a Bible study and learn about the word. It's interacting in the sense that, hey, my friend Trisha is going through a hard time with her kids. And, you know, we happen to come to the Bible study and the devotion happens to be just around how it feeds me to help her or to speak to her. And then she's talking to me and it brings the word to life. But it also builds the relationship in the community there because we're talking not just in Bible study. But then I'm going to check up with her in a day or two and say, how's it going? Like, are the kids still doing okay or what's going on? So it makes it go outside of just the Sunday or just the Bible study. It brings the words into everyday life and those relationships. In, in conservative Lutheran church, uh, I often heard the, the terminology, you know, we'll pray for you or, you know, hope that goes well and pray for you. And, and I learned in community that people actually would take the time to pray with you and put a hand on you and pray with you in the moment. Uh, I've had people pray for me over the phone when they knew mm-hmm. I, something tough was going on. And it, it, 
you know, kind of blew, still blows me away that uh, we would be able to do that and, and, and know that someone's got our back, not just in thought, but in action. We knew we were missing community, actually. That was one of the big things we were missing. And happened to be stumbling across the internet and I uh, saw the Reverend Gabe Casper <laughs> giving, uh, starting this, this, launching this church in, in Lander. And we had been to Axe Lakeway a couple years ago uh, for one service and uh, actually liked the church, but it was just too far for us. So we saw what you're doing in Axe in uh, Lander and part of me was excited, part of me was a little, uh, I don't know, a little burnt out actually in, in churches. And, and so, you know, we were um, cautiously excited about just trying out a new church. And, mm -hmm. and I, I, I remember talking about once we had been there that like I felt home for the first time I had felt at home in a long time. And part of it, there was some, we had some, you know, some friendly faces meeting us at the door, which part of that community idea of a mm -hmm. church um, but it's developed into a, it's kind of a place that even my kids Sunday mornings are, are we're not like we're, they're ready to go you know going to us they want to attend they're volunteering to help out Tyler will do some things and so the uh, the natural extension of that is that when you're excited about something you found something you wanted to share that with with others who are looking for the same thing mm -hmm. and so we some of our friends who are at that same point just you know, they're at that longing stage of, for church and maybe have not been experiencing that for a while, maybe, um, have found the home and not only acts as a church, but also in our, in our community group and, and small group. And, and so it's, it's kind of the best of all worlds because we're friends, we're going to be friends regardless of, of whether they chose acts or not, but it, it even deepens the relationship and we can share that common experience of the Sunday morning midweek devotion mm -hmm. you know just that extension where we can just we can share all aspects of life and, and know that we have a common foundation mm -hmm. and it keeps growing i mean because they're excited about it now and they're sharing with others and and, and mm -hmm. so it it's just one of those natural things you don't have to teach it you just you just you just be who you are Um, well, I think the best thing about community and reaching out to others and pushing yourself out of the couch to do something and, and connect with people is you get more out of it and you get more connected to God. Um, you get more connected to the scriptures and you see not only yourself, but that other person touch lives, not just your own. Um, and I think that's what's cool. And it even reaches out beyond our church to people we can support with gifts of love, to the service projects out at the different, uh, what are they called? I don't even know. I know what they are. We go out and do them all the time, but they're a lot sending of fun. Events. Yeah, the sending events and stuff. But if, if you're not out there pushing yourself, um, you, you're really not experiencing life. Like, what's the TV gonna give you? You know, where, where are you gonna grow or enjoy life or meet people or touch people or have them touch you? Maybe you're having a bad day. Maybe you just feel like sitting in front of the TV. But if you go out and experience life with somebody, it, that changes. So it's, it's, it's worth it, it's worth it. To me, it's like working out 
because there is yeah. there are days you just don't feel like going. I mean, it's like I don't want to be there. I got too much going on. I got, I got this, and, and and actually, the times you're most hectic is probably the time you need to be there, mm-hmm. just to just to come, just just to chill out and just be still and see what God's got to do, you know, mm-hmm. to change you and, and to bring you peace. Mm-hmm. And I think if uh, I, I've never, I've I've had several times where I didn't feel like going to the group, but I've never left the group regretting that ever that I went. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that to me is like my why is always bigger than my why not. And then I think if, if you have a, an approach like why would I get together? Well, because I want to connect. Ultimately, I want to connect with God. Ultimately, I want to connect with these people. Ultimately, I need this. And if you're connected with that why, it'll always uh, override your why not. Nice. Thanks, guys. Um, give him a hand. Yeah. Yeah, man. Try, please. You talk, Drew. Are we ready? Bring it in, bring it in. Okay. And here's our story. Blooper reel. Yeah, and I think they made some great points about, you know, sometimes you just don't feel like being in community. Like, for me, I'm an introvert, and so I, there's times where I'm just like, I'm just tired. I just don't want to be around people. And uh, But once I... Once I am, I, I'm, I feel this energy and I, I feel this connection. I need that. And I'm probably the worst person to be giving this message today because uh, we have a small group, but we haven't met in like two months just because our kids have been so busy. And I feel like, oh, man, uh, making all these other excuses and putting everything else. What? I'm getting thumbs up? Yeah, so, yeah, life gets busy. And, and so I think oftentimes finding ways to, you had talked about, you know, um, Drew, talk, finding ways community just with the people around you, and, and it doesn't have to be an official kind of group, and, and so community can happen in lots of different ways, and so um, I want to show you this video, because I think this video kind of is humorous side of it, uh, but it's called a shallow small group, and, and uh, go ahead and watch it, and then we'll, we'll talk about it. Are you tired of small groups always getting into your business, trying to get you to share your feelings, discuss your past? confess your sins? Are you just looking for a place to kick it? Network? Maybe get some free grub? Me too. That's why I created what I believe to be the world's first openly shallow small group. We're not here to deal with messy stuff like feelings and emotions. You got problems? You deal with them. You're an adult. Life ain't easy. So stop the pity party. We all have our issues. We don't really want to do life together. Frankly, at Shallow Small Group, we try not to do much of anything at all. You'll never hear us use the term, unpack that thought. We're sure it's packed away for a really good reason. And you'll never hear us use the term accountability unless you're talking about someone who deals with numbers. Hey dude, thanks for doing my taxes. You have great accountability. And spiritual growth? Who wants growth? I had a growth removed last week. It wasn't pleasant. There's no pressure here to remember each other's name. What's going on, buddy? Oh, hey, man. How's it going? That's yeah, good. 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 Oh, dude. Captain, what's going on? We know you have a name, and that's the important thing. Group discussion? You got tickets to the big game? Sweet. Let's spend some time on that. Oh, you and your wife are struggling financially? There's tension in the relationship? Uh, that's not really the vibe we're going for. We avoid conflict like the plague. Who wants cake? <laughs> Come on again. And there will never, ever be an awkward silence. 
That's our guarantee to you. We hate bad theology as much as the next guy, and we know the surest way to prevent bad theology is to avoid theology altogether. And outreach? This is the only outreach you'll ever have to do. Some people say we're superficial, but hey, the word supers and superficial. I mean, who doesn't want to be super? Shallow small group, because when things get too deep, people drown. Won't you join us? Yes, so, <laughs> so you can see, like, the, I mean, there's a risk to that, and I mean, this dude's like, well, we're not going to take any risks, we're just going to keep it safe, and, and uh, but that's not the adventure part of our Christianity. Christianity is a, this adventure where uh, God has called us to, to do the things that are unsafe in that way, so, um, so that's, that's the third one, and then the, the last one, what, what hurts small groups is, is not acknowledging um, our deeper longing. And what I mean by that is, is with all this longing of, of, of this community and this connection, and that, like I said, occurs on earth, but not as much as it will on the other side of heaven. Like when we are in heaven, we have this longing of this is how it's going to be, and we have this hope, and, and it's great, and that's the reason we gather is that, that we have that. And, and also this deeper longing that, you know what, we're broken people. We're sinful, we're broken, but we have a God of restoration. And that's what this community is about, is that when you get a whole bunch of broken people together, um, I, I love the way Martin Luther says it. He says it this way, Christianity is just one beggar showing another beggar where to find food. It's just one beggar showing another beggar where to find food, where to find hope, where to find life. And that's really um, what community is all about, is that we're empowering people to find this hope to find life through doing life together. Um, so I know those were all kind of negative. Those were all kind of like the anti-things. But I want to take a spin on those and, and show how Jesus fits in all of those. So, so the first one uh, being this, that expecting to find the perfect community. Well, you know what? We have a perfect God that came down to live here on earth among us. He incarnated. He, he became uh, he was God that became a human in that way to live among us a perfect life, something that we could not live for ourselves um, so that we could one day experience perfect community. Number two, running away when things get difficult. Jesus had every, every right to run away when things got difficult, right? He was beaten. He was abused. He was threatened. He, uh, all these things, he was put through physical pain that was beyond anything we could imagine, yet he didn't run away. He boldly went to the cross and, and sacrificed for you and for me. Thirdly, putting other things before Jesus. He, he had every opportunity to, to put other things before the mission, but, but he said, no, this is my purpose here, is that you may know, um, may know me and know life abundant in that way. And then lastly, not acknowledging our deeper longing is that Jesus said, no, I have come to acknowledge that deeper longing. I have come to give you life here and life eternal because of that he went to the cross he died for you and me so that we could experience that community of believers which changes life which transforms us and we'll we'll talk about that more next week but i want to leave you with this this one quote it comes from andy stanley's book creating community it says this casual connections aren't life-giving they can't provide what jesus dreams for and what he died for they can't provide the kind of openness with God or oneness with each other that makes the world take notice. The kind that God uses in the hearts of people 
the kind that transforms lives. Only the church and community can display that kind of relational oneness. Only God's spirit unleashed through his body can make that kind of difference. So while our world searches for community, searches for that longing, that, that I pray that we would be a church that would go out to, to help people experience that community in your workplace, um, in your, your sports, in your uh, neighborhoods, wherever you're at, so you could help them experience that. And I pray we are a church where God's spirit is unleashed through his body to make a difference in our community. That's our prayer for today. Let's, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, we ask that, that your spirit would be unleashed here at Acts Church Leander, that, that as, we, um, as we strive for community, Lord, we know it's messy. There's risk. We know that it's hard. That it seldom is, is perfect, but, but we know that it's worth it. And so, Lord, we, we ask that you would, uh, you would give us that community through your, um, through your body, through your blood. We'll get to experience that a little bit here as we, we take that communion with one another, that unity. And so, Lord, we ask that, we ask that you would help us to, to plug in, to find that if we don't have that, to, to be known um, for who we truly are as your people. We pray this all in the powerful name of Jesus. And everybody said in agreement, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Axe Church in Leander, Texas. Feel free to share this message with others and stay connected with us at axechurchleander.com.